Hey, what's up? We are getting into episode three of the Song Reviews podcast series, and it has been great so far. We've had some really good guests recently on the podcast as well, but man, these song reviews are actually something I'm looking forward to do every single week. So right now, our current upload schedule is on Monday, we're doing guests Wednesdays we're doing song reviews and I plan to add a couple more episodes in there maybe maybe doing three four days a week but right now for sure Monday and Wednesday every single week on the burn this world podcast and so again we don't have sponsors here at the burn this world podcast so one way you can really support is by going to burnthisworld.com slash shop you can hire me for a bunch of different stuff there like privately reviewing your songs. We get on the phone and talk about it. I've had a few people now uh, doing that on there. I've done over, uh, what, like 35 songs privately now since doing these podcasts. So it's been pretty sweet and having some really good results and really good conversations with people in private about their songs. So again, burnthisworld.com slash shop, and we'll get on and do some private reviews of your songs and uh, talk for a bit about music and everything like that. So Again, I really love doing these things, and thank you for tuning in over and over again for these episodes. Let's get into it. This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Right, the first song of this episode is a band called Knife Lighter, and the song is called 636. Yeah. When you 
called Knife Lighter, and the song was called 636. Dude, that song popped off right at the beginning. Not expected that at all. And, like, so that song has a lot of the um, things that I say that are really important to have to to keep people's interest. Um, so a lot of really good pluses. Um, like, again, doing something the the very beginning the sound is very unique it's like this old school synthesizer and this band isn't really like a synth band but they still use that as like a unique intro to this song so even if someone is listening through their whole album then they're gonna hear that synth and they're gonna know exactly what song it is immediately like so this song is immediately recognizable and then within freaking eight seconds of this song starting it hits into something you do not expect <laughs> and I love the vocal there. I love little grunts and little random noises used in stuff like this. And um, overall, the song was very surprising. There's multiple times that it caught you off guard with tempo drops, with uh, different things that, I don't know, overall, the vocals also did some uh, unique stuff. A lot of range, doing some tunnel vocals, doing lows, doing highs, doing pretty much all of it. So... Um, besides clean singing. And so this song would be a lot of fun live. Like I imagine the crowd could would pop off at a song like this. And I don't know what the rest of their stuff sounds like, but if it's like that, uh, it'd be a very entertaining live set. I, I feel like they would have a lot of energy too. And the production, the production was a little different, and but it had such a heavy tone to it, but it was really, really clean. Uh, so I really liked the production. There was one moment, it was like one of the riffs, like the bean. I don't remember exactly what riff it was, but um, it it sounded like it was mono, like in the center, and whenever it should have been spread out, it was spread out the rest of the song. But like there was a spot where it sounded mono when it shouldn't have been mono. Um, and one another thing about the songwriting of this song that is a huge plus that a lot of people might miss out on. So that that beginning 
synthesizer, the do 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 whatever the melody was. They, which it was something like that, but here's exactly it. it it's kind of burned into my head right now because they had it intro the song. Then they went into a completely random breakdown that was heavy and then immediately went into a guitar riff based off of that intro. And they repeated that guitar riff based off that synth like three times. That's awesome. Like, so that the theme of this song is that B D D do 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 D D D do 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 D D D do 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 whatever the synth is. Uh it's that with random breakdowns. And so pretty sick. So the really good uh creative things like coming up with creative um uh transitions and then really good at referencing the theme, which is that very first synthesizer, and really good at catching people off guard. Uh so I don't know, they did a lot of really good things here. I could see a lot of people not liking that song just because it was random and, you know, whatever. But for me personally, especially because I look at a lot of the stuff, like what's what's it would it be like live? That song would pop off live, and it was at least interesting because it wasn't predictable. But they did have some catchy aspects. So uh, the band called Knife Lighter, one word, Knife Lighter, and song 636. And again, all these songs are going to be on the Burn This Playlist playlist on Spotify. So make sure to go follow that so you can see all the weekly bands and follow them and all that good stuff. These guys only have 30 monthly listeners on Spotify. That's awesome. Completely unheard of. A lot of these bands are going to be like that. So go support them. Uh, go to the Burn This Playlist on Spotify. All right, let's get into the second band. All right, the second song is from a band called Seeds of Discord. The song is called Reckoning.
All right. So that was that was a pretty good one. Uh, Seeds of Discord. The song is called Reckoning. Uh, there's a few notes here. And uh, the big one, I really liked the intro riff. Again, we had an, another song right off the bat that had a, a good, unique like intro. Uh, the guitar tone a little weird, but I still like it. I like the fact that it was weird and interesting sounding. Uh, that kind of half clean, kind of distorted uh, guitar doing that intro with some cool effects on it. And one thing these guys did really well... I mean, I was caught off guard right whenever this thing hit in. I, w- I was listening to the sound of the intro and then it just like like hits into uh the main part so i wasn't expecting it to hit in right then so that was cool caught me off guard and there's a few parts in the song that did catch me off guard and um you know that's always good and one thing i do like and that this band did this well just like the very first band we reviewed on this podcast they referenced that intro riff throughout the song these guys didn't exactly like play it in in other riffs, but they did reference it. Uh, it was certain things with the the structure of the notes was kind of based off of that main thematic riff, that intro thing, and so that's really good. Good songwriting there. Uh, there was a couple things. The hi hats were a little too loud. Very very specific thing to be loud, and especially since the the hi hat was panned hard left. And it was just like really standing out in my left ear as opposed to like anything else. Like if the hi-hat was being hit, that's like the main focus for me. <laughs> like the the drums, the hi-hat. It was just, it was a little um, production error or something. Maybe not an error, but to me it felt like it because it really dropped my attention to the hi-hat symbol. Whenever, obviously there's so much going on with this band, a lot of layers and whatnot. Um, but they did a really good job creating um, interesting, again, the interesting in- intro riff and reference in it throughout the song, even if it was like a tail, you know, it was like the deedable deedable in that riff, the beat, right? And they would do riffs and then the tail of it would be that same kind of like tail. It was just, it was really done through, done well. The the structure of it was unique. They didn't follow like a course, verse, course, verse, course type setup and uh, did some stuff to catch off guard. Now, um, a lot of the riffs weren't as standout as like that main uh, lead, but still good and still caught off guard and really good breakdown in the middle of the song. Like really good breakdown. They brought in a new lead and then did a breakdown that just hit. And that was a really, really good breakdown. Um, 10 out of 10 breakdown right there, 100%. And uh, I guess my my biggest issue with the song besides the hi-hat, that ending just kind of, it just stopped. It felt like the song needed another minute to at least have like a big outro. So the song just kind of went back into the main riff intro thing into like an ending part where it felt like it really needed to have like a big climax. The The middle breakdown was like a big climax. Well, maybe for the ending, they could have just referenced that again, done it slower or something to reference back to that bridge middle breakdown. That was really cool and have a more climactic ending. It just kind of ended with a normal riff, you know? But um, it was a good song. Uh, again, really good at referencing stuff throughout the song. Bands really need to 
uh, do that more often, really. Uh, do a really cool intro and then reference it throughout the song. Don't forget about it. So the, both the two bands so far have done that really well. So again, that was Seeds of Discord. The song was called Reckoning. Let's get on to the next one. All right, we're going to give this a whirl. Uh, the person said it was um, not of the style of everything else, but it'd be cool if I checked it out. And so I I clicked on it just to hear like a second of what it was going to be like. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely different. And I'm not sure how it'll go across on, the, on a podcast like this, but we're going to give it a whirl and we'll see how it is and see how you guys like it. And the artist is called Rear View, and the song is called I'll Be Okay. I flip the light switch on, the sun's been gone for days, it seems another night fades to the next one, rings repeat, just want to be done. I need a change of heart, I'm bleeding, keep it away and say I'm healing, I'm feeling strange, a distant memory, a broken photograph I lay to sleep, I hope you think of me. When I'm not home and I can't be The perfect picture that you see The hero of the story I'll be okay As long as you keep me in your heart when I'm away That's crazy It seems lie awake and tell myself that If I black out, I won't feel so trapped I need an escape from how I'm feeling Swallow a pill and say I'm healing But I'm feeling numb, a distant memory A shattered version of who I pretend to be I hope that you think of me As a person that I used to be Just hold on to that love-struck dream Whenever you are lonely Keep me in your heart when I'm away I'm not afraid Cause the thought of coming home to you Is the only way I make it through the day Cause in the end I'm bleeding I'm always losing sleep And it gets harder every day That I am stuck inside my mind Keep me in your heart when I'm away Dude, holy crap. 
that is insane. But this is something I could listen to. Hold on. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not metal, and I knew that going in. Basically, I whenever I checked it out before uh, doing listening to the whole song, I just like tapped forward halfway through the song, heard it for about two seconds. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be different, and then I started from the front. But oh my god, dude! The I mean, that's undeniable quality and songwriting. <laughs> that is crazy. I don't care if you're a metalhead and you think it's weak or whatever. I don't care what you sit, what what kind of music you listen to. You have to hear that and understand that that is a ten out of ten song. Like not even close to being anything less than that. Um, like okay, so <laughs> I have some notes here, and uh, I'll just say it straight up. There's nothing negative I have to say about this at all. Um, the falsetto really good just the singing voice in general is perfect for this style I'm, I can't wait till after this podcast and going and showing my wife this song very cool a very nostalgic sound in the voice itself it's um kind of this normal like chill very kind of atmospheric and really well played um, song but the voice has this um, really nostalgic feel for anyone that was kind of into like the scene kind of stuff, you know, the scene stuff. Um, really perfect, perfect voice. The falsetto was so sick and the harmonies in the song. Perfect. Uh, any of you metal people out there, when you're writing courses, use harmonies like this song has, like just because you're in metal doesn't mean there can't be harmonies. That listen to the chorus of this song, metal people, please. <laughs> like harmonies are so insanely important. Uh, like also in my song, um, "No Man Can Become a God," the chorus of that song, there's like freaking five layers of harmonies. Even if it's subtle and not heard by the masses, it still adds a depth of layer that's like this subconscious tonality that's so important for a high level of singing. I'm not saying I'm a high level singer, nothing compared to this person, but it sure does make me sound a lot better doing some harmonies. <laughs> like really, harmonies, so perfect in this, uh, specifically the one in the chorus. And and the melodies in this song are written so well, like this in such a catchy and um, smart way. And maybe it's natural for this person, but for me, I'd I'd be thinking about this crap. <laughs> but the my favorite one is the in the chorus, the when I'm away, how they go down. That is such a sick melody and harmony. Everything right there, hundred percent perfect. I mean, I I can't say any more about the song besides that it was perfect. The production was perfect. The um, creative use of layering the synths, the because there were some synths in the background, especially towards the end. There was this layer that, that came in, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice, a nice layer." The pianos, all of it, it was just perfect. <laughs> this artist is called Rearview, featuring JT Tallis. Maybe JT is the singer in this, and maybe that's norm, not normal singing. I have no idea, but uh, Rearview, Rear View. Sorry. <laughs> The song I'll be okay. It's on the playlist. Crazy. This is why you guys, you guys, metal people, you have to branch out in so many ways. Because when you hear something like this and you hear like the use of the harmonies, and not only because they didn't just do harmonies the whole course, it, the harmonies are highlighting a, they're actually the majority of the course, they just double tracked on the same note, but then certain words and certain um, lines were. Uh, emphasized with harmonies 
you guys gotta do that stuff. Even you can listen to Metallica talk about it, how um, before they got Bob Rock to help them write the Black Album, they didn't do harmonies. Then they wrote the Black Album and Bob Rock, this big producer, got James Hetfield singing harmonies. It is so necessary. So metal people, listen to the song and just listen to that, dude. You can step up your game so much. And so, yeah, rear view, I'll be okay. 10 out of 10. I know totally not metal, but sometimes you got to hear it and you got to take inspiration. So uh, I probably won't do any any other songs that are off uh, genre uh, this episode for sure. But um, man, I'm glad I listened to that. I'm, I'm adding that personally to my list of stuff to listen to. It's like a nice ear cleanse. I don't listen to metal all the time. I get... I get to where I, I work on metal so much, I don't listen to it all the time. It gets overbearing, and so I like listening to stuff like this for, like, a cleanse, especially whenever I'm working on, like, a Browning album. I don't want to listen to a bunch of metal when I'm sitting there working on metal for, like, eight hours a day, so I listen to stuff like this or stuff like Inya or stuff like Purity Ring, just this really ethereal, really nice tones, and also this really high-produced singing stuff. Like, it's just... It really is a cleanse to the ear and the brain so that you can step up your own music writing. Like, holy crap. Wow. Okay, next song. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get heavy again. All right, we have the next artist here. They are called Digigore, and the song is called Liberate. And on their post, they said, took heavy influence from the Browning. So interested to hear it. I always, um, you know, to me, it's the purpose of writing music is to inspire people. And so let's hear it. Let's hear what I've inspired for better or worse. But I really do like the name Digigore. It's a really cool name. So let's hear this. This song's called Liberate. Really like that. <laughs> you believe in your chances. There's nothing wrong. Suffocating your only dreams. Your time has. Shut up! Fuck this place! Fuck! 
say straight off the bat that uh that would probably be the best um band i've heard that is like heavily influenced by the browning um and maybe there's some that are that i don't even know are heavily influenced by the browning but ones that have directly reached out to me really really good the production quality is nice uh there there is a couple issues just as far as songwriting goes um but uh, we'll always start off with the good, <laughs> right? Really good breakdown. The production on this is like perfect, uh, besides some vocal production issues. Um, the vocals a little loud, especially since the vocals are kind of really basic. Um, like whenever I first started the Browning, I was not confident in my vocals. And so for the first like three albums, my vocals were mixed really low in the mix because I wanted the music to stand out, right? Um, but yeah, the vocals on this, kind of samey throughout just kind of the same kind of tone and uh lyrics and whatnot but um that's the nice thing about this style of music trust me i know is that the the music is the forefront right and um so i really liked it the production was nice the synth sounds were really nice and they did a really good catchy synth melody like that synth melody is a really solid melody it's one that i would use <laughs> definitely and also i freaking love the name digigore is a really cool Cool concept and it's a, a style and name that I personally really like I've talked about it a lot not on this but I love when you can take um, two words that um, both on their own work so they it's like they combined digital and gore digigore that is such a cool name I love that crap um, I'm gonna steal your band name so that my band can actually have a good name because a band name like digigore in this genre could be big that's perfect branding literally perfect branding the artwork looks really cool that they have um literally perfect just besides some songwriting issues um so the biggest thing the biggest songwriting issue in this is that um it was all little too same throughout one thing that is so nice and such an advantage to using synthesizers and using a bunch of um, production tools like that is that your sound and your options are limitless. There's no limit at all. And um, the I didn't the, I didn't really hear a synth change in the forefront until at about 2:20. There was a really nice breakdown that kicked in at two minutes, but the synth really needed to change there. It, we really needed a bridge that had a different synth sound and a different melody as well, which it did at 220. That should have happened a little bit earlier or in the verse or something to to give some versatility and sound and, and the feel of the song. And I understand you wrote a really good catchy synth <laughs> as that main chorus and you reference it the whole time. Um, but you got to have something switching it up more often to really keep... Uh, 
listeners like waiting for what's next, keeping on the edge of the seat, you know? And so that would be my, my biggest thing about the song is you have all the tools at hand to create all these different sounds, like use them more, you know? And the the outro was really nice. They had this like bell going, this really good like synth bell and some other layers. I wish those sounds would have been brought more to the forefront at one point. Even if you use the same melody, like keep that deep doop 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 that melody, whatever it was, do that same thing, but in at least a bell or something on one of the parts to kind of give it some more versatility. Um, and so I really liked the outro. It sounded really, really cool. And um, yeah, the layering was good. It was just too much of the same layers the whole time. But Good breakdowns, good production, the name, the branding, freaking on point, really solid. Vocalist needs to just work on uh, some range. And then structurally, the song just needs some um, more elements added to it to keep people intrigued um, and on their toes. And so really good band. Digigore, the song is called Liberate. Awesome. I'm going to add them to both the burn this playlist playlist. And then I'm going to also add them to my, uh, personal, my big playlist, my, uh, metal plus synths equals heart playlist and add them to that one as well. And again, these guys, it's a project. It looks like, um, uh, this, something like this would really come in handy if you got me these songs before it was released. So if you're working on new music, and I'm not talking to these guys in general, just anybody, there's just some really simple songwriting stuff that might like, if you had second eyes on it could really help make the song just that much better. Go to burnthisworld.com slash shop, get on there. It supports me and I can support you as well in helping you make your songs as good as possible. Bring out all that potential because a lot of this stuff has so much potential. Um, but yeah, get on there, burnthisworld.com slash shop. Let's do some private song reviews. Let's look at your new song, your new songs before you put out your new record. Let's give it the most potential physically possible and make your song sick. Let's get into the next one. Let's do it. All right, this band is called Waste Heart, and the song is called Higher Power. Again, this is Waste Heart, Higher Power.
Nice. So that was Waste Heart. And yeah, that was good. That was good. good. Oh, <laughs> that was good. Good. Uh, again, that song was called Higher Power. And there's a lot of pluses here. Um, really not much negative to say. Um, good production. It was super raw, which for a band like this is perfect. You don't, you don't necessarily want this to be overproduced. Like this stuff really would pop off live. And so you really want it to be this raw, just tones. It's really good. And one thing, um, that I really like too, is we were at, you know, 30 seconds into the song and we already completely switched, like switched avenues, like three times. Like that's awesome. It keeps the energy high. And it started with that cool, right. And then it picks up the pace and, you know, picks up the pace immediately within 30 seconds. You've already done, picked up the pace like twice. That's awesome and really good for the live performance of it, you know? And then one thing they did really well is they referenced that intro riff only at the end of the song again. That's really solid. Maybe they did it again in the middle and I forgot, but um, at the end I noticed it again. And so sick that that riff, that really stand out, it got referenced again at the end. Really solid. Um, and the vocals were really nice. Um you know, they had a the lower tone. I, it, I felt like there's two vocalists, you know, maybe the drummer or the uh, the bassist or something doing some vocals in there. And I really liked the higher kind of like pitched the pitched kind of yelly one. There's the the lower voice that was kind of the more consistent vocalist. But then there was the the higher pitch kind of yell vocal. Man, I would love it if that happened like half of the time. Like really, it was it was really easy to understand them, and it had this just like kind of punk, like raw, like hardcore feel. I loved that. So those higher vocals, maybe some of the other songs have that high pitch yell more often. I would have loved it like a lot. I really liked the drum transition at fifty six. That was that was pretty unique um, to do and doing the different tones and the going from left to right. It's just a good transition. Uh, and again, this stuff's written purely to be good live and I bet it would be. And so, um, yeah, I, I thought the two vocalist thing was sick. If it's not two vocalists, then Hey, main vocalists do the high one a lot more. It's really interesting sounding that higher vocal. Um, but you need that lower vocal as the main tone. If it was the higher vocal all the time, it would get old, but the good mix of the two was pretty sick. And I liked them trading back and forth. So really good, unique vocal stuff, unique, uh, structure, picking with the pace a bunch this song uh, i really can't complain about it like at all um so yeah and the artwork is really cool too these guys are called waste heart really good artwork just a good band i want to see them live let's do it <laughs> so yeah uh that one's added on to the playlist and let's get into the next band i don't have much negative crap to say this episode what's going on let's see <laughs> maybe we'll get there or maybe just there's way more good bands out there than we think, right? Let's keep it going. All right, we have the next band. This band is called, again, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Aberrance. Aberrance. A-B-E-R-R-A-N-C-E. Um, Aberrance. Aberrance. <laughs> sorry, God. Uh, the song is called Spire of Suicide. Let's get into it.
Nice. That is Aberrance. The song was called Spire of Suicide. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Also, something I got to mention. Um, really good catchy tremolo riff in the beginning. One thing, uh, death metal people or whatever, if you're playing metal, just because you're playing a tremolo riff does not mean that it can't be catchy. Right? Uh, look at freaking Amon Marth, for example. Right? The catchiest tremolo riffs in the world. Um, they had a really good catchy tremolo riff at the beginning and really unique, surprising structures, uh, like towards the beginning. And, uh, you know, it catches you off guard and you're like, dang, that came out of nowhere. That was awesome. That's a new part. But then a minute in, you're like, oh, that's another new part. Oh, that's another new part. Oh, that's another new part. One minute in, we had four different riffs that were all like really, really different from each other. Maybe that's this band's thing, you know, riff metal. There's a um, band called Conjurer that I really, really like, and they call themselves UK Riff Metal, right? You know, if that's your thing, if you're just, you're like, yo, we're going to put as many different riffs into a song as possible, then that's your thing. And nothing wrong with that if that if that's your thing. But for me, there was um, like songwriting perspective. There was um, nothing that was like referenced back to at all. You know, then I, I kept a tally at the bottom. Maybe I tallied wrong, but seven different riffs in a two minute and like 40 second song seven different riffs no um no tiebacks no repeating no nothing to me that's that's an issue but to maybe to this band there's like effort dude they just <laughs> i mean i just imagine the the writing process of it you know it's like all right let's write this but all right now we did that one for eight bars what's the next riff and the guitar sits there like there's the next riff they're like oh sick you know then next riff, next riff. There was no like, it didn't seem like a thought to the structure at all. It would just seem like, okay, let's write a riff. And then next part, let's write a riff. Okay, next part, write a riff, you know. And so um, I really like the vocals for the style. Um, really good. Like, it's just, it's death metal, you know. It's heavy, there's lows, there's some highs. It, the vocals were... 100% on par with the genre for sure. Um, and the riffs were all good on their own. It just, it just needed some structure to it. You know, that, that's all I, I would say about it. There was seven different riffs in a two minute song, you know, almost a three minute song and, and no repeating at all. Um, but yeah, uh, that again, the song is, the band is called Aberrance and uh, check them out on the playlist. Let's get to the next one. All right, we got the next band, and they are called Forever and Always. And again, it's the and signed always. And they are from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. I actually know the drummer because I recognized his name, but I have not listened to the band. So let's check out Forever and Always from Kansas City. The song is called Burn.
So that is Forever and Always. The song is called Burn. Those dudes are from Kansas City, my hometown. Again, shout out Dylan. I hope you're doing good, man. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about it. So first thing first, whenever I was searching the band on Spotify, there is like 40 artists that have a song that is exactly the name of the band. Um, and you know, maybe they've had this name forever and those artists put out stuff, but like freaking Taylor Swift, uh, bullet from a Valentine, you know, big artists have the exact name. So even searching for it, like I had to search for it twice and had to, um, you know, it took me a second to like really find it. So that kind of sucks. And I don't know if it's something that can be, um, fixed or not, or, um, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's just unpreventable. It's, it's a generic phrase forever and always, but it, it works well with their style though. Um, but that's just what it is. Um, and so I really liked the synth layers in the song. Uh, they were subtle, but they were there and you could definitely hear them. They just weren't like a forefront, like in something like the Browning, but I like, uh, that synths do have that option as being like a background layer, a um something that just gives some texture rather than just being guitars and bass and drums and vocals you know so i really liked that they used the synth layers the way that they did the um the production was good um i liked it i think that the vocals were a little loud 
but um, the vocals were really good, really emotional screams and yells and singing, all of it. Uh, the vocals were, were really, really good. Just a little loud in the mix for me. I mean, I guess I say that a lot. Um, <laughs> I just personally am always listening to the music first and the vocals second. The vocals are never like my my personal priority of like what's important. Um, but for a lot of people, it is. So having them loud in the mix makes sense. Um, and yeah, the vocals were really, really solid. And there was good energies uh, throughout this song. I really liked the fast riff part at 120, like around a minute 20 in the song. They just kept the energy going. So live, this would do really well. Um, and I liked they had a really good pre-chorus um, that they used both times, right? And people, some bands really lack on the pre-chorus. But pre-choruses are super important. I mentioned this before that the pre-chorus is so important to get the crowd and the listener like they hear the pre-chorus and it's actually the catch that is what triggers them to know that the catchy big chorus is coming in and to like sing along and stuff. So the pre-chorus is super important. They did a really good job doing the pre-chorus for this song. It was a good lyric. It was a good um, tone, everything. It was unique in the song, the sound of the pre-chorus. So you knew that the chorus was about to come in for sure. Um, one issue though, is that the structure was, um, you know, predictable in a sense. The The part that was different was that they did a breakdown before the second chorus. So they didn't just do like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. They did like a bridge breakdown before the second chorus, which I really like that, you know, it throws it off just, uh, just enough, you know. And so just doing a breakdown before the second chorus rather than just going back verse, you know. And so they did like this one, they did verse, chorus, uh, verse, bridge, chorus, you know, it's unique. And they did, they had a couple of different stuff in there too, beyond that. So, um, they really broke it up. So I liked that. And, um, yeah, I, I did like the synth layers a lot too. And then that riff, uh, one issue too, those riffs were a little too, like, bring me the horizon E, like it, it could have almost been, a riff off of um, the Sep Eternal by Bring Me the Horizon, and I wouldn't have doubted that it was. Which, you know, riffs are riffs. You, you can't make the new sound of riff, but, like, that one was a little too close, I think. Um, and so it's nice to take influence from artists that you really like. Just got to have your thing as to why people are going to listen to your band rather than anybody else. And, um, you know, these guys, it might be their lyrics. It might be their, um, the vocals, the vocals are really solid. Um, but it did need a bigger climax at the end for sure. Just kind of did that same, the same riff again with a kind of breakdown pattern needed like a big, huge, like boom, you know, explosion, the big, the big, big climax. I think that you, people really need to end their song on a high note, like a very high note, especially for the live performance aspects of it. Because it's like if you just play the same riff again and then it just kind of doesn't get climactic besides that, then you just kind of end the song and people are like, oh, like, I don't know if you if it might let people down. The fact that it's not, it's not this big ending, you know, but yeah, uh, forever and always from Kansas City. Good song, really good vocals, good vibe overall. And uh, yeah, getting them on the playlist. Let's get into the next band. This band is called Apex Alpha, and the song is called N.
So that is Apex Alpha. The song just ending. Gone. <laughs> Good band. I I why I clicked on them. They have really cool artwork. Uh, I really like the artwork. And the name is also really cool. Um, and let's get into it. Six seconds into the song, we just freaking slam in. Really cool, interesting intro that's only like five seconds long, then boom, you hit straight in. That's awesome. Um and I really wish there's there's the biggest thing I can say about this band um, that that would make it sick is there really needed to be some background layering. It's the this the song was just it sounded like you had literally like three things, you know, guitar, drums, vocals. That's that's all you heard. Basically, there wasn't any leads. There wasn't any like synths there wasn't any background layers that literally rhythm guitar drums and vocals there wasn't even lead guitars so it really was missing out on some melody and on just layering to like fill up the void that's there you know and so that was that was the biggest thing about the song it, it needed more added into it because uh, the, with the way the artwork looks too it looks like they should have some synths or something like that at least to some degree um, and it really just felt like it was lacking because of that um, and then the next big thing 
the vocals was just nonstop pretty much, you know, and there's a couple issues with that. It really takes away from like they did a chorus where they were kind of repeating a vocal line a lot. But the fact that the whole song, like right when it started vocals, pretty much didn't stop until the big ending breakdown. Right. That takes away from any sort of catchiness that a vocal line could have, especially when it's all screams like the same tone pretty much. So there really needed to be different patterns in the vocal and then also like times when it stopped and times when it started and used like distinct different tones. It was just too consistent throughout to where also like if this song was played live, I don't care what anyone says, doing that many vocals takes away from the live performance in one way, shape or form. One, the vocalist isn't going to have the breath to do all those vocals nonstop. Two, if the vocalist does have the breath to do all those vocalists, vocals nonstop, they're going to be standing there, planted, not moving, <laughs> right? And then it's just, it takes away from the stage presence. Like, you want the vocalist running around, interacting with the crowd, talking to the crowd. You can't talk if you're doing vocals. You can't get the crowd involved if you're sitting there doing vocals. And then you're definitely running out of breath. So, just got to take some time in the song to give yourself a breath, give yourself a, a time to interact with the crowd and give it diversity to make the vocals more unique um, and more catchy. You know, you can't just like be spitballing that whole time and expect anyone to, un to remember anything you said, basically. Um, but the vocal tones were good. The guitar tones were good. The stuff was catchy that they were doing, but it needed some layers. It really did. Um, and some, diversity in it um so yeah overall really good just right there on the precipice of having that edge and that cool aspect of it instrumentation's good just needs that extra little bit all right we have the next band there called dishonor the martyr and the song is called rumination and big shout out to my band my senior year of high school we were called mourn the martyr <laughs> but yeah this is a band called dishonor the martyr let's get it Love that layering. Oh, 
Was dishonor the martyr. There's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> I'm gonna try to condense it so I'm not talking about this song for 20 minutes. Um, one, I love the atmosphere. I love layers. This is literally what we're, I was just talking about in the song before this. They were lacking layers. This one like had all the layers, <laughs> all the atmosphere. And I personally love atmospheric stuff because you can create a tone. You can create like a feeling just in the atmosphere of the music um so awesome like you don't even need lyrics and you create this atmosphere all right um i really liked the drums the drums were really diverse and um you know picking up the pace at good times keeping the drum beat unique throughout so it wasn't just the same thing the whole time the drums did a really good job um the vocals in the verses and even in the chorus were pretty chill um, but it's really nice with the ambience and the overall atmosphere that it had to have these nice chill vocals um, and they didn't scream too much and the screams were in the right spots so the vocals as far as placement and tonality totally good but one issue with doing like really chill vocal singing all the time is that it can take away from the impact of the clean sing sung melody or the verse like i have no idea what the singing was ha doing in the verse the only thing i remember about the verse was the atmosphere and the drums going to two-step um the vocals gone in my head because they're so chill and you know that maybe that's the point but still um you know there wasn't a catchy element now the chorus melody is in my head right um like i can still hear it in my head that's good and one thing that they did really well in the chorus was they matched the chorus vocal melody with that synth melody that was in the background 
it made it that it brought it all together, you know, really good because like kind of the theme of the song was that atmosphere and they tied the vocals to that atmosphere in the chorus. That was perfectly done. And I liked the melody of it as well. That was really cool. Um, I'll say vote the lyrics a little cheesy. That's just, you know, my personal preference and, you know, they're probably very meaningful to whoever wrote them. But, you know, I struggled early on writing. I was like, yeah, this stuff really means a lot to me when I wrote it. But then I go back and I'm like, man, I wish I didn't say such stereotypical things in the early parts of my career. But it's hard to come up with um, ways to express yourself that's not in typical sayings, you know. Um, And I just I go back to my early stuff and I really wish I would have been better at songwriting. But that's just where you get that. You got to get there over time, you know coming up with unique phrasing uh for the lyrics themselves and unique structures of like sentences that don't sound cheesy um but again man that chorus it was really cool how they tied this the vocal to the melody um and but the only thing I will say is I really wish they didn't bring the chorus back in at the end. And if they did, I wish it would have been done in a different way in some way, shape or form. It was a three, maybe four times repeated chorus in the song. And it was done exactly the same pretty much every single time. I wish maybe they did a version of it that was like completely soft and you had the a soft sung uh vocal with like the synth doing like a piano with the atmosphere still there but no drums and guitars and then you bring it in but at least do the version of it like once that's like a little bit different um in some way even transitioning into it or whatever do a half chorus um where it's soft and then go back into the hard chorus for half that at least changes it up a little bit on one of the times you know um the heavy parts were all really good. I love the guitar riff at the beginning. The you know, that's pretty sick. I wish that that was done more. I don't know. I don't remember if that riff was repeated again in the song, but it should have been. Um, the ending could have been a little more climactic, but the big breakdown that happened kind of got overtaken by the chorus again, coming back in in the same way. So it kind of made, it took away from the ending climax. It was like there, but then went away, you know, um, and really unique structure. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting what they did. Um, and so that's at least good, not just following this, the, you know, industry standards. So, uh, very good. Dishonor the Martyr. I liked the song. I loved the atmosphere. So keep it up. And, um, yeah, interested to see more of these guys for sure. All right. We have the last song of the episode. This is called Chaos Sequence. And the song is called Kingdom of Bones. Let's get into it. That's a unique intro. I like that. Yeah. 
Please hit into a breakdown. Chaos sequence. Man, I really wish that ending would have just hit into a freaking slam. <laughs> that that riff was so cool, but it missed the mark by doing that weird drum beat where the snare was on one. Like, just do a... You know? Like, I really wanted that to hit in, and just it just kind of didn't. Um, but... So I got a lot to say about this this song. I love the name of the band, uh, Chaos Sequence. That's a good name. I really like that. That could be branded really well. Production was really cool. Um, unique intro, um, like a unique structured intro. I haven't like no other song on this had an intro like that at all. Uh, the guitar tuned really low, <laughs> almost too low to some degree. Um, because when you're tuned that low, I feel like it really limits. Um, what you're playing, it, it can only, you can only do so much on the, on the low string before it starts sounding like mud. Like you can't chug too much. It, like tuning that low doesn't sound good chugged. So you're pretty much stuck with, you know, riffs like that rather than doing like some, and I don't know, chugs are heavier to me. Um, but so tuning that low, I think limits you in some way. Like if this was just tuned up to like G rather than being in like double drop E or whatever it was, then I think it could have gave more options for more variation in the riffs and guitar work. Um, I love how simple and driving the like, boom, psh, boom, the drums are super simple headbang all day to that. Um, and they did a good job referencing the main riff. It was a good riff chorus. Um, the vocals could have been a little more unique in it, but it was still cool to hear that main riff. Cause it was a good riff. Uh, I really like the high screams from the vocalist. The highs were the highlight for me of the song vocally. Um, but overall the song really needed more layers that were obvious there was synth going in the background. It had the kind of like a doomy, uh, like a doom soundtrack so, like type synth in the background, but it was too background. You couldn't, I could hear it there, but maybe a average listener might not have been able to hear it. And so I don't know, they, it kind of stood out at times, but it really needed to stand out more because you basically had the low end from the guitar and then these vocals going over the top. It really needed something a guitar lead a freaking a synth lead that was obvious um it really needed something on the top end to be catchy because doing like those low those low uh, riffs those aren't necessarily catchy there wasn't a catchy part really in the song until we got to the at the end and then it just kind of failed with the drums hitting weird um but yeah it needed 
um, synth leads. It needed background. It needed layers. It, in modern production, we need that kind of stuff to really stand out. These The riffs weren't stand out enough to not have background layers with it. Um, and that's happened a couple times on this podcast. But there's a lot of potential there. Um, the song was well written. The instrumentation was well, well written, but it needed more, it needed some stand out elements. Um, and yeah, kind of a general theme of this one, kind of, um, but yeah, chaos sequence, get that added to the, uh, playlist. And again, that ends episode three of the song review series. And so appreciate you guys being here. If you want your songs to be privately reviewed with me to where we can work on your songs before you release them, go to burnthisworld.com slash shop. You can also get me for guest vocals on there. You can get me for all sorts of stuff. Get your band featured on the podcast. Um, all the goods. So appreciate y'all here listening. Make sure you follow on Spotify. That's a huge help. So you get notified with a new episode. So follow on whatever you're listening on. And I appreciate y'all being here again. Burnthisworld.com. We will see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Peace out.